0: Hello everyone, this is William with Allegory Gallery Interviews, and today I'm here with Greg Ogden of Green Girl Studios. So welcome to the show, Greg. Thanks. So, of course, we start out every episode asking us to tell our guests a little bit about themselves. So, Greg, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you got there?
1: Well, um, I'd say my whole life I've been the kind of person who has realized that I communicate my ideas And feelings with people much better through art than I do by talking to them, I guess.
0: And our listeners, I'm sure, can can relate to that a little bit.
1: Oh, I'm sure. And so I started as a young kid with poetry and drawing and music. And uh, I ended up going to art school in uh, Columbus, Ohio, where uh, I ultimately studied special effects and makeup and three-dimensional lab and stuff like that. Okay ended up getting me uh, into a, a, a place in Florida where I worked for a while and off into California where a couple of years later I met up with uh, my now wife. And uh, uh, now that I'm working with Green Girl Studios, on top of having an, uh, a, a, a very admirable respect for Cynthia's work and mm-hmm. being excited about what I do, right. I, um, I also find it's the perfect place for me to be to have the opportunity to pursue all of my other interests that otherwise would not support my life and, and, and provide me with the most amazing situation I find myself in right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that best describes me as a person.
0: Okay, great. Well, Greg, I know a lot of our people, like you said, know you from Green Girl Studios, but we also know that you do a lot more. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about your current projects and past projects?
1: Well, so yeah, I have a lot of uh, a lot of different things going on right now, mm-hmm. and um, I would say the things that are in the forefront of my mind uh, currently are a few uh, games, board games and card games okay. I've been working on. We
0: know you're a big fan of those. We always yeah. see them at family get-togethers.
1: You might see me at a show. I've always got some board game with me. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I've got a card game I'm working on and, uh, and uh, two or three other board games, and that takes up a lot of my time mm-hmm. because not only designing the game and writing all the instructions out, but then kind of going back to my roots and creating all of the art for it. Okay. But that's the most time-consuming for me because the the games themselves and the rules come more naturally, and the art is like I, 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 I expect so much from myself. It's hard <laughs> for me to sit down and Modernists create what I know. and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have this feeling of what it, what it needs to be, and it takes a lot of effort to get it to that point. But, yeah. um, um, and then I've got a lot of musical projects I'm working on with my friends and stuff. And. Um, uh, well, we
0: know one little musical project that maybe you heard at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're pretty happy with that. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, Thank And you. then um, I'm working on a novel, finally, my great American novel that uh, will probably take me a couple of years to finish with everything else that's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we know and, you started uh,
0: with one book already, right? Yep.
1: Franklin frog and the fallen tree. And I'm working on the second part of that. So, um, yeah, very numerous. I sometimes want to kick myself because <laughs> I, I can't stay focused on one thing. I'll be almost done with something, almost done with something. And then all of a sudden, something else pops <laughs> in my mind. I throw everything else away. And I have that. And now so I have, you, you have to get those eight ideas to 10 on paper projects. And, them, and yeah. yeah, none of them are you forget years, them, so.
0: I know I have a, f- Uh, a big problem finishing projects myself so it's so hard when
1: you when you're just you're you're constantly thinking of new things and stuff some of them might be terrible but you still have to get them down because they might turn into something great later you know
0: or at least get it out of your head even if it is bad just get it on paper
1: that's exactly it yeah
0: so uh, we know okay so you're doing a lot of things Uh, you're doing music you're doing board games um, books so let's talk about what got you to this place. So who are some of your biggest inspirations in mm. in these categories, and and how did how did they, if in any way, push you toward doing these things?
1: Um, well, as as far as the novel, which has the most emotional investment for me right now of all the projects I'm working on, I would say um, uh, Kurt Vonnegut and some other. Um, uh, writers of philosophy, more mm-hmm. like scientists, who maybe nobody would even heard the names of. Them. I can't remember a lot of them right now. <laughs> um, I like to read a lot of uh, strange philosophies and study religions, and uh, and again, kind of the style of Kurt Vonnegut of always kind of telling the story from the first person and doing it in a way that's very familiar, like you're having a conversation uh-huh. with somebody instead of trying to be all rich in language right. and just. Getting the story out is kind of my inspiration for that. And, okay. and as far as poetry is concerned, uh definitely like like Shell Silverstein and mm-hmm. Ogden Nash and um even um well I, I have this book in there that's got like a hundred famous poems and mm-hmm. I can't remember all the oh yeah all the people in there, but um Edward Sill wrote a poem called um uh, man, I can't remember the name, but if you look up the name Edward Sill, you'll see mm-hmm. one of my favorite poems of all time that I really really think as a child really got me into poetry almost more than anything. Oh, really? But, uh, and then musically, um, I'm just really into instrumental stuff. I don't write anything with lyrics or vocals. Okay. Uh, it's always uh, kind of my, it's kind of, I think some people would call it sonic storytelling, where you're just using music to kind of tell a story that the listener writes for themselves as they hear that music. Okay. To kind of related to something in their life you know so that's is
0: that what you mostly listen to as well yes okay
1: yes i mean i'm big like like i love all the classic rock and pink floyd and all that stuff Uh and i like uh you know definitely lots of instrumental stuff like mogwai and russian circles and stuff like that um but uh i would say that yeah my biggest my biggest inspiration well, yeah, my biggest inspiration musically is just a, a really a wide variety of uh-huh. just pretty much I love just anything instrumental. Run anything through a karaoke machine, <laughs> that sounds great. So Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's
0: great. We're considering some of this, this what you're doing. It is work, and you have Green Girl work, and you have your own work. Outside of this, I know you get so much enjoyment from doing this, but outside of this, what do you do and what do you enjoy doing?
1: Uh, like relaxation time relaxation yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) well get much (laughs) man that's hard to say because uh i would say it all kind of plays in together with when i when i sit down to relax when i when i can like just sit back with a cup of tea or a beer at night and and put my feet up i Mm -hmm. generally want to like think about a game that i'm working on or (laughs) something or yeah or, or fi- finally relax and put my feet up and play the keyboard or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, like, uh, you know, I love spending time were, with my kids. Never really
0: turned off completely.
1: Yeah. I love spending time with my kids. We like reading books and playing video games and watching funny cartoons and stuff mm-hmm. together. And, um, other than that, uh, many game nights, <laughs> almost three or four nights so a, a week. I've got friends inviting then. me out to a board game uh-huh. night and, and on Sunday we've got D&D and, <laughs> You know, so I spend a lot of time doing that, and I've got a friend who's really into football. And so
0: those are some ways you still get away from what you're yes. you're working on, but it's it's still your yes. thing.
1: It is. Yeah. I've always been, uh, I, I love the idea of travel, but I've never really quite been able to afford the luxury of it. Mm-hmm. And so I find a lot of peace in being home and focusing on my ideas and my family and just having fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know after traveling probably so much for trade shows oh, over, over yeah. how many years? 20-some years now, right? Well, I first got together mm-hmm.
1: with Green Girl 15, 16 years ago. And, man, for the first five or six years, it was so fun, constantly traveling to a new place. And i go out every night after the show, <laughs> check out the town. Right. But, it's, but after 15 years of all the same towns, <laughs> but it doesn't change up very often. Because right. the right. bead shows that are still around now, since a lot of them aren't around, unfortunately. unfortunately I mean, we used to do yeah. 35 shows a year, and now we might do eight.
0: Yeah,
1: But back when you know, it was 35 shows a year, those eight shows we're doing now were going on then, and so for 15 years, right. you are just going to the same city all the time. <laughs>
0: it, can, it can wear and on, wear. It eventually sure. just
1: wears on you the travel time, the, right. yeah, the traveling expenses. Traveling is fun until the, it's
0: not fun. <laughs> the Internet
1: is a wonderful thing, but it's gotten to this point where now, Beach shows aren't doing as well because people can just order things online and stuff, and um, and so it's kind of a shame.
0: A large online business with Green Girls, so yes, you've seen the change over yourself.
1: Yes, and we—I mean, don't get me wrong. We definitely—we love doing the shows. I love, I love going out there and meeting new people and showing our work and coming up with a whole bunch of new pieces and. But and showing off Cynthia's new work and stuff. Yeah,
0: and it. T- but it just it does take up a lot of that time that you need for your your free time, your chill yeah, time.
1: Absolutely. And the traveling
0: takes up a lot of that, no matter how fun the shows are.
1: It does, but you know there's there's still a lot. I always take my computer with me and a book <laughs> to read and something to work on so. Yeah. And then and then I get to the show and there's a whole bunch of people, old friends and stuff. I get to show all my projects too and.
0: Yeah, and that's I always mean, there's fun a to camaraderie get camaraderie there with yeah. all the shows.
1: Oh, there's so many people I've met at shows who have become close friends who were there when I was writing Franklin Frog and giving me mm-hmm. feedback, and and different board games I've worked on, and and all those kinds of things. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's been a wonderful experience for me. It's really enriched my life further, much further than I ever imagined when I was a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay, so.
0: Whether you're a listener who's younger listening to what we're talking about today or someone who might be deciding to restart their life or, or take on a, a side business for themselves, what kind of words of advice or words of wisdom would you give to our listeners who might want to take that plunge into something more creative?
1: Um I guess I would say, uh, and I think Bob Ross said it too, <laughs> is that uh, talent is not something that you're born with. It's it's not a natural God-given talent. And I know a lot of people would disagree with me on that. I believe that talent is a skill because you can do anything you love. And and no matter how terrible you are at something when you first start, you will get better at it. Or And whether you get better at it from somebody else's perspective or from your own perspective... You're not doing it for anybody else. You're mm-hmm. doing it for you, and you have to pursue these things. And people will tell you, like, you're no good at this. You're not. I mean, somebody very important to me throughout my whole childhood and my whole life um, would always just blandly, just straightforward, tell me, "You're not good at this. You should stop doing this type of art." Wow. And uh, it was it was devastating. Right. Um, but I pursued, and I know now that after all this time. I'm at a point where I'm happy with my work, and I know it makes other some other people happy. You'll never make everybody happy. <laughs> no, but I've met enough people who have seen my work or read my books or my book or uh, seen my art or played my games mm-hmm. that it. Um, a lot of people like it. Some people don't, right. and um, and it doesn't matter because I do it for myself, and I do what I, I the level I feel it could go to. I, I have an a, imagining of of this end product. And until mm. I get it to where I think it needs to be, I'll never be happy. And people can criticize to you and tell you that they, they that you can make it better, but you right. don't listen to them. Don't listen to people who tell you that you can make your art better. Just listen to the people who tell you that you can make your art bigger because that's the only thing you can do. That You can't criticize. The only I, I personally believe the only person who can criticize art is the person who created it because no one else can can experience it from the creator's point of view, right. and so that's what I've been doing my whole life. I guess <laughs> if that means well, anything, I think it, you know. it, it yeah. sounds
0: like a very. Um, I think those are very meaningful words. I think that uh, seeing seeing your vision of the end game of what you're going toward is more important than mm. what other people think.
1: You've done, mm. and I would say that the that the driving inspiration behind all of my art is to convey some sort of the, the, I mean well some sort of version of pretty much the same message in all of my art the one message is that because um, <laughs> that's kind of hard to put into words which is why I'm trying to, I'm using all these different art forms <laughs> to try to describe it but but I would say um, that you you were essentially the god of your own existence and and that everybody is a is a is a manifestation of the god they believe in because they live the life they justify by whatever by whatever religion or non religion they believe, right. and so mm-hmm. every person's a representation of that. And, and if and, and nothing's better than just loving everybody and wanting everybody to be happy and fighting the good fight all the time, and and uh, and and just just the joy that I find in making other people happy. That that makes me happy, other people's happiness, you know. And I think it
0: should. I think it should for all of us. So Well,
1: and with that,
0: we will say thank you very much for joining us, Greg. Thank you. And we will catch you next time here on the next episode of Allegory Gallery Interviews.